0: Hey, welcome to our first episode in the special series, Standing Up for Something for 2018. So we're going to have 18 of these throughout the year sprinkled in, sometimes a bonus episode, sometimes in our regular feed. But what I ask you to do is if you do go out and check out their site, tell them Glistening Particles sent you, and if you can, share their cause. Let people know that these people are doing something amazing and need their support. So here we are, Standing Up for Something. Join us, everyone, and let us know what your thing is. Hello, listeners. So one of the things I love about the show is how there's this interwoven theme of topics that continues to happen. So if you go all the way back to episode one, you would know that in that episode, I believe we talked about mermaids. And the topic comes up again and again, just like other topics like vegans and Australia and all of that. And in this episode, I'm talking with Chrissy who is half of the team of the Mermaids for Change, and she's got a great story about some beautiful work that they're doing. Here she is. Hi, Chrissy. Welcome to Glistening Particles.
1: Hi, so good to be here. Thank you for having us. I'm really excited. When we say
0: us, we should probably say um, you're with Mermaids for Change, and you're one of the two mermaid partners, right? (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, I guess that's how you could call us. You could call us mermaid. We're uh, we are co founders and um, partners. Um, my my co-founder and she she actually runs most of the organization and is the uh, she's the primary photographer um, for our, our organization because our organization ties in photography with ocean conservation. Her name is Chiara Salamoni, and she is a fabulous uh, Italian from Lake Como area who. Um, is one of the best underwater photographers in the world and mm. is a passionate, passionate ocean conservationist. And um, we together, we sort of figure out a way to sort of mesh our passions and use mermaid imagery and, um, you know, make, so- make something interesting. <laughs> At least we hope so.
0: It totally is. And, you know, there's, there's so many pieces that I already, my brain's spinning in, in hyperdrive here. So... <laughs> I should mention too that you got you and your or your organization with Kiara are one of the first conversations I'm having around um, the series for this year in 2018, which is 18 and 2018. Talking to people who are specifically standing up for a cause, and your cause, of course, is um, the ocean and the yes. sea. Well, thank you. Yeah. So I'm really excited to have you be part of this special series because I, I what I'd love to do is bring more attention to these causes, get more people excited about it. And actually my hope for for this process is that I will find one or two that I feel so inspired by that I begin to be part of that activism. That's really the goal of this year. So it's a little bit personal, but a little also obviously to share your story. Okay. Um, well I'll
1: try and weave you into the mermaid magic. How about well, uh, that? <laughs> you really have you have a
0: um you're ahead of the game by having mermaids as part yeah. of your of your program because I was thinking about it. So Yep. You know, for a long time, you know, we didn't even, I mean, I've been around for a long time. We didn't talk about mermaids very much at all. And then we had um, the little mermaid, which right. kind of brought attention to them. But it seems like there's this like super fascination with mermaids the past few years. Like they've just like blown up and gotten yes. so much they're, attention. They're,
1: they're super trendy. They have been for, you know, probably the last like, you know, Five years maybe Mm -hmm. within the last two it's sort of hit a fever pitch you can Mm -hmm. sort of you know mermaid blankets and mermaid makeup and mermaid what i mean people are buying mermaid tails and wearing them at the beach and going in their local swimming pools and taking mermaid yoga and taking mermaid (laughs) swim classes you know it's like it's super cool and and you know what you sort of Touched on or you connected with immediately is yeah, there's a there's something there that is interesting to so many people, you know,
0: mm-hmm. so it's, it's got a little bit of magic to it for sure, it does, mm-hmm. and, and
1: and and literally there is, and this is something that Kiara and I are working on, just it's part of what Mermaids for Change Judge, which is kids' education specifically mm-hmm. about ocean conservation, right? But where our, our focus is to teach children, but what what we you know, have been working on, and you can see some of them featured on our, on our Instagram and on our website is, um, you know, illustrations of mermaid mythology from around the world. Right. So it's mm-hmm. like thousands of years and in every culture from across the world. And I'm, you know, places you wouldn't even think of like, Oh, do they have mermaids there? Yes, they do. Like Iran has mermaid myth and like you know legends and africa has mermaids and the philippines have mermaids and you know europe has mermaids and so you just go like what oh okay there's there's something here mm-hmm. there's something to this story obviously i'm greek and italian so like i grew up you know Knowing all about mermaids and Greek myths, because mm-hmm. when you're, if you're any part Greek, then basically you're obligated to know the Greek myths. So, <laughs> um, and, and so, and I was really into it growing as like as a kid. I loved Greek mm-hmm. mythology so much. So my son is named Zephyr, which Ooh. is the little Greek god of the west wind. Um, and so, you know, mermaids definitely are a connection point, right? So, mm-hmm. uh, what's interesting about it is. Kiara's fascination is not with mermaids. Okay. But it is what I, it is how I found her. Kiara's fascination is with the ocean itself and mm-hmm. the creatures in the ocean. And if anybody is like a real life mermaid, it's her. She would rather be with the fish and mm-hmm. swimming with the fish and does, does that and lives that and breathes that every day. If she had gills, it would not surprise me. <laughs> um, that is, that's her passion. And, I'm kind of like the average chick who was like, "Oh, I really love mermaids," and I like grew up loving the Little Mermaid. I have long red hair, and you do when you I was have twenty. Yeah. and people would be like, "Are you a Little Mermaid?" And right. now I'm like, what Little Mermaid looks like after she's had a child and gone through it. <laughs> like, you know, I still connect with that. Right. So um, I well, how, work well, how, in how did you guys? Early, how did you guys meet? Yeah, I was going to ask you that. This, Things started as I work in radio as a co-host and executive producer for a news talk show out of the Bay Area but I was looking for something to connect with you know I, I'm a mom to a now nine-year-old little boy and I consider myself to be a pretty aware person and I just started watching documentaries more and more as you know as, as they became more available and things mm-hmm. like Netflix and I was like, oh my God, the world is going to end. Like we are destroying this place. Like mm-hmm. I went from watching Nat Geo channel to watching like legitimate documentaries, um, you know, Plastic Ocean, those kinds of things. Going just like, what? Could, what? I don't even know what to do. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure mm-hmm. you, as a mom, felt like that at some point.
0: Completely. That's that's what why I'm part of why I'm doing this because I want to find a I want to latch onto some, which probably one will be the Mermaids for Change, um, to find a way to help and contribute. Like, it's too big. It feels too big, so I need someone to, like, lead me.
1: So, all right. So I was watching documentaries like A Plastic Ocean and Blue Planet and things like that and just sort of sort of started to feel very overwhelmed about what was going to happen mm-hmm. and also that I have a son, so I have skin in the game. Now I'm responsible for what happens to him. Mm-hmm. And it was a really overwhelming feeling. And I thought, okay, I work in radio, I have a voice and, a, and I have the capacity to connect with people. And what am I going to do about this? Because mm-hmm. <laughs> I really was like, okay, I can be the most zero waste. i like, you know, perfect person on the planet, which nobody can be, by the way. So let's not set that expectation, but right. it's about the little Minimal,
0: thing. Right. You can
1: minimally. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, he, but am I like, for lack of a lamer term, am I just a drop in the ocean? How do mm-hmm. I use what, I, what I'm concerned about and flip it from paranoia to empowerment? And I started sort of looking online at things about the ocean and um, I came across Kiara mm-hmm. and her work and she was doing underwater mermaid photography and she was doing it with a, a friend of hers um, from college. Mm-hmm. And I reached out and I was like, I think there's something here that you you're doing that you both are touching on with mermaids and obviously she's the her friend was a photography student with her so that girl mm-hmm. was trying to get into fashion photography but mm-hmm. Kiara was like you know what's interesting is like I'm I love mermaids I really do and I love shooting underwater but what I'm trying to do is connect make the connection between mermaid to ocean conservation mm-hmm. and you know it's it, at first, I was like, oh, OK, I get that. And then I really got it because I was like, you know, when you stand when you come out of the grocery store, you come out of a Whole Foods or a Trader Joe's or a Ralph's or anywhere. Right. And there's people on the street going with their with their clipboards going like, do you care about what happens to the plight of whatever? And you mm-hmm. were like, yes. Of course I care, but right. I can't give you my money right now. Or I don't have time to talk to you about it because I've got a grocery cart full of crap right. and I got a kid that needs to go home and eat or like you, you know, th- the response is no one one's
0: going to say
1: like, no, I don't care about the elephants or, I mean, some people, depending on you right. know how you feel about it, but like generally speaking, people aren't like, no, I don't care, but they're, they're not inspired in any type of way that connects with them, Mm -hmm. you know, to do something about it. And so when I started talking more to Kiara, I was like, okay, so mermaids and people follow you guys and you guys both have these, this huge following of your mermaid photography on Instagram. And and when you dive into that, there's even more people that do it. So this is like a thing. Mm -hmm. And, and so she was like, Oh yeah, well, we get tons, hundreds of emails of people who want to be mermaids, but we only have been, you know, we've been shooting celebrities to try and kind of like link celebrities to mermaids and mermaids to ocean conservation. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, cool. I dig that. That's awesome. And you know, then we kind of figured out like, okay, how can we get regular people to fulfill their dreams of being Mm -hmm. a mermaid? Because my God, apparently there's thousands of them. (laughs) And, um, And not necessarily force feed them with the ocean conservation message. If, if they just really want to be a mermaid, right. then what can we do with that um, so we can fulfill somebody's dream of giving them a mermaid photo shoot that is, you know, unlike anything they've ever seen? We use mm-hmm. custom silicone tails that are about thirty pounds. That you know mm-hmm. are some of the best tails um, in the world. They're made by a guy named the Mer Taylor, who is that really? he's a real guy. Oh the yeah, Mer
0: Taylor. That's the amazing.
1: Okay, And he's out of Florida. And he actually has a cute little side story. He grew up, his parents worked at a place that I used to go to growing up, visiting my grandparents in Florida called Wikiwachi Springs. And Wikiwachi Springs was like a mermaid cabaret show. And it was kind of cheesy and kind of silly. And it was mermaids in a tank. And, you know, they took the air through little side uh, air tanks and splashed around, and I remember going with my grandparents. I would fly from San Francisco to t- to Tampa and visit them, and they would take us to Wikiwatchi Springs to see the mermaids. Well, <laughs> randomly, thirty something later, I'm doing something with the guy who grew up there as a kid and now makes these beautiful, wow. silic thirty pound, re- as real as you could possibly imagine. You know, that's that's why people freak out. Is like the tails now that you can get are these like just the, you and I probably couldn't have. I mean, we both probably saw Splash growing up as a kid. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. like you go Daryl Hannah, and you think of that. These are like that, and then some. So it's like, oh, and and then you can buy them, and you can like be a mermaid yourself. It's not just for, you know, you know Daryl Hannah and Lady Gaga. Like, it's right. like a real thing. And right. so the girls, they're
0: amazing. They're they're um, amazing. When uh, I look at the gallery on your on your website, it's just like.
1: Too. I'm That's, totally
0: convinced that they're real mermaids. I don't know how you tell <laughs> the difference.
1: <laughs> that is well. That is a credit to Kiara's incredible photography, and also just you know to this to Eric's tales to the Mer tailors. His name is mm-hmm. Eric in real life. To so the Mer tailors tales. So, digging in with Kiara about her passion for ocean conservation, she was like, "I'm not in this to shoot mermaids. I am an underwater photographer who is a passionate ocean conservationist." And so, I'm like, "Cool. Well, if we could." raise money Mm -hmm. through through your photography, allowing people to fulfill their dream of being a mermaid, then we can do something with that money that's meaningful and purposeful. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of a win-win. And so I created this thing called the mermaid tour, which was where you could, we would travel to select cities. And as long as we had about 10 signups, um, we would charge these people for basically an hour long underwater photo shoot. And we have the, we we provide the tails and we provide these incredible tops. If you go to our Mm -hmm. gallery and you look tops that we have, it's a a gal, her her handle is bow ties and fireflies. And she's tagged on most of our photos on Instagram and Facebook. And her name is 10 and she is like a couture seamstress like Mm -hmm. it's just unbelievable so she partnered she's a friend of Chiara's and was making these beautiful tops and you know um, accessories and hats Mm -hmm. and things or whatever just like just stuff you're like this is like what I imagined but it's in real life and so when you sign up for one of our photo shoots you get to to Wear a tail and pick the top of your choice and accessorize and and then do an underwater mermaid photo shoot with Kiara and you know it's become this weird like almost beyond what we could have imagined because from when we decided we would formulate mermaids for change and what we would do with the money is. We would first, first of all, we let Kiara, you know, pay her rent mm-hmm. and we rent the pools and we have, you know, a couple million dollars worth of insurance and we pay all the people that work with us. But after that, the money could go to schools, mm-hmm. specifically elementary age schools and specifically charter and public schools, although we will do private schools, but it would go to taking them on an ocean education field trip and whether that was whale watching or a beach cleanup we would do in class presentations but we want them out mm, at the ocean mm-hmm. tide pooling that kind of stuff to be able to see and learn and experience firsthand and so if you you know think about the way the public school systems or the charter school systems are in America STEM is is something that we hear a lot and and it's it's you know the science and math but if you're a if you are a school that doesn't get a ton of funding from your state or from you know the government right there those kinds of programs just th- those get cut like boom you know we don't mm-hmm. need to take the kids to the ocean or to a river or to any to an aquarium like you know we don't need to take them there we can just teach them right cuz mm-hmm. we'll, ch- we'll tick the box um, but th- there is no greater way that right. we can help help children and uh, Save their own planet than by inspiring them at that age. You know what right. I mean? Almost like when you're a teenager, you're a little bit jaded. You're like, yes, right. yes, I get it. Throw the dang soda can in the blue bin or whatever your bin color is, uh-huh. right? But right. you're not, you're not engaged. And so our thing is like, if we can catch you young enough, we can inspire you, and we can teach you, and we can, and you can teach your parents. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's like what we what our program is based on. So we take the kids to the oceans and then we do in-class presentations with them and we teach them everything about the types of animals in the ocean, the ecosystem, the types of recycling materials, Mm -hmm. you know, how to use less waste overall. So it's like, it's ticking all the boxes for us from where we wanted to come, from what we wanted to do and where our passion came from. But then on the other side, we're meeting people from across the world, literally signing up for these shoots who all have this very specific reason or connection that to become a mermaid. Mm -hmm. And it's become this twofold thing where we're like, okay, yeah, we we're very clear on what we're doing, but for them, it's something completely different that we're not even attempting to give them other than an amazing shoot. It's, cancer patients who show up and are like this is my this is on my bucket list and I don't know how Mm -hmm. this is going to go but if I don't do this before I die. I will regret this forever. And so we have cancer victims, cancer survivors, transgender teens, transgender adults, women who've overcome, you know, amputees, um, women who've overcome sexual abuse and are trying to be empowered and be in touch with their bodies. I mean, like little kids, we have kids who have leukemia On this is their oh make a wish thing. Like it's literally, wow. I, I could start crying about it because right. it's like, it's, more than we could have imagined. Right. How long have you been doing this? How long have you uh, been? i have been doing it about almost three years. Okay. Um, and... So do you have some, like, like
0: maybe a specific example you'd like to share about maybe the classroom experience or the, you know, te- the, sure. or even with some of your um, uh, people who have come for photography?
1: Absolutely. So okay. in terms of the classroom experience, I had um, a neighbor of mine who was a teacher in an inner city school um, <clears throat> here in California. And... We got to talking one day, and she said, "Well, would you know? Could could I be the trial run for your program?" As we were like writing the program, because you Mm. have to write a program, present Mm -hmm. it. And I said, "Oh my God, that would be amazing!" And she said, "So just so you know, my kids are our class. We are a charter school, um, and you know, our demographic is basically about you know, seventy-two percent African American kids under the poverty line." And the you know, the rest is Hispanic children who come to us, and live below the poverty line, and they're in this charter school just by chance that we're in this neighborhood. And you know, they probably most of them have never even been to a beach.
0: Really? And but you live in the Bay Area?
1: Yes. And they've never been to a beach. And That's
0: crazy.
1: Never been to a beach. Wow. Never been to a beach, right? living probably 15 to 20 miles away from it, right. never been to it. Wow. And so we took them. I raised some money from, from the shoots and I actually just got my friends to pitch in too, because mm-hmm. I was like, so how do we do this? And she was like, well, if we're going to do it on the weekend, we have to rent the bus and we have to provide food for the kids and we have to have the insurance and didn't mm-hmm. to figure all that out, raised money through mm-hmm. the shoots and through personal friends who were like, here's a hundred bucks. Like, you know, put it yeah. towards the, school, you know, cause it costs us whatever, $500 to like rent the school bus for the day and take the kids and wow. all that. So we did this with her, her third grade class or the fourth grade class, third grade class, I think. Okay. And it was just kind of like more than what Kiara and I could have even imagined. And, you know, it's funny because Sometimes ocean conservation and the way it's promoted can almost be elitist and it feels like it's very like demographic as white people who know where the ocean is, who go to the ocean, who care about the ocean. And yet the ocean is the reason that the people in the, in Kansas can breathe fresh air. Right, you know what I mean? Right. So it's like they have no connection to – or the ocean's the reason that a kid in the middle of the south side of Chicago who's never even been to Lake Michigan or any of these places mm. – ha- is breathing air. You know, right. they don't make any connection to it, and their lives are a struggle in a way that we can we can't possibly sometimes even comprehend. I mean, mm-hmm. I certainly can't. You know, I, I definitely didn't grow up privileged, but I did grow up. You know, with a better life than some of these kids that mm-hmm. we've worked with. Mm-hmm. And so, what was fascinating was, you know, you don't want to be like the the <laughs> the white savior. You just want right. to be able to right. like. Take these kids and go like, okay, you've never been to the ocean. It's so cool. We want to teach you all about it and why you should care about it. But like break it down on like a real level. And Mm -hmm. it was funny. Like there's a program called Nerds for Nerdles. And it's this beautiful program. They do it in Hawaii. And the kids collect trash and then make art installations and take home these mason jars filled with the colorful tra- tra- pieces of trash and glass mm. and stuff that you find. And it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. And that makes sense if you're in Hawaii and you're, you know, your mm-hmm. proximity to the ocean and what you know about the ocean and growing up and caring about it, that's all part of your culture. If you are from a lower socioeconomic, you know, I- neighborhood with a lot of gang violence mm-hmm. and live in an area that is filled with trash and isn't clean and you know there's not a lot of pride taking kids to the beach and forcing them to clean up trash is a very sort of you would have to, you have to approach that in the right, right way and this right. challenge we were faced with with this first trial class because I was like these are these all these cool things we want to do but these kids, their, their lives are, their daily lives are a struggle. So we don't want to stress them out even more. Mm-hmm. And we're certainly not going to send them home with Mason jars filled with trash. That doesn't, right. <laughs> doesn't make yeah. any sense to them, you know? So, um, they might, might, some of them might go, Oh my God, this is beautiful and artistic, right. but we really wanted to be sensitive to where they came from, what their backgrounds were, mm-hmm. what their parents think. So we took them to the beach and we had them play on the beach And then we had them help us do a beach cleanup and made it kind of like a scouting thing because we were going to then, you know, all sit together and talk about what we'd found on the beach. And then in that conversation was things that we see in our house in our everyday life or things mm-hmm. that our parents use in our everyday life that we found on the beach that doesn't just, we, we know doesn't belong there. I mean, they're smart right. kids. you know. Right. And so that was, that was kind of where the conversation flowed. And it was, you know, have you seen this coffee lid? Oh yeah. My mom goes to Seven Eleven every day. So, and I was like, cool. So how about we ask your mom to reuse her lid? As right. many times as she possibly can, because this is a, you know, whatever grade seven, mm-hmm. like level seven or number seven. I don't know how if it's different in certain areas, but mm-hmm. like in California, at least your your plastics are um,
0: they're, they're identified,
1: numbered, right? Yeah, numbered, right? So, okay, so what can you do with a number five? What can you do with the numbers three? And we kind of gave them a general sense of mm-hmm. like, oh, okay, so if you have a Lunchables, because that's you know, quite frankly, mm-hmm. what these kids were eating okay, that's great. That's a number two. That is recyclable. Or maybe your mom could wash that and you could use that to put your, you know, to put little beads and toys and things that you Mm -hmm. have and, you know, teaching them about reusing also then teaching them about less waste. So Mm -hmm. things like, okay, if you can ask your parents, when you guys go to a restaurant, not to get us plastic straw and just out of the glass, that's you're saving so much because, you know, the, and, we're you know, we're talking about how the animals swallow these things
0: and mm-hmm. they don't
1: biodegrade and explaining what biodegrade means. And they do get it. They right. really do. Um, but you have to connect it to them in a way that makes sense to them. Right. So um, I always imagine like being at like some fancy privileged school and making like y- you generally in those kinds of situations already have pretty aware kids right. because they're not dealing with the daily struggle of, is my mom going to be here when I, right. at the end will of, will I have will,
0: food at all? Will and, I
1: have food? You know, right. um, you know, our, our, experience was when we did, we bought lunch, we bought, brought bagged lunches for the kids. And I, we, I made sure we had like quadruple the amount. Those kids mm-hmm. took that food home for dinner, you know, right, like right. this was a real deal experience for us and it was Certainly, very eye opening, and um, you know, I <laughs> that to me was like, okay, this is more than what we even could have imagined, mm-hmm. and there's layers to this now, mm-hmm. so uh, but it well, and do you find do you find
0: like it's almost you, you just want to do everything, like, yeah, <laughs> okay, I want to do that, and I want to do that, and I want now I can do this because I see how that worked, and I want to do yes. that, so um, how do you? And it's kind of that thing where you get to overwhelm. Like, there's too many things yeah. to do. How do you throttle that and make sure you're laser focused on what you can do?
1: So the 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 way that we can do that is when we go when we come into the classrooms, mm-hmm. it's it's a PowerPoint presentation and it's got pictures of mermaids and pictures of real animals, and it's a really sort of broken down, like they know they're getting a lesson about ocean conservation and about the Mm -hmm. ocean, as opposed to like the field trips. We want to have an educational element to the field trip, but we don't want to over, you know, just throw a bunch of information at them, you know, while they're at the beach trying to just, we want them to experience why Mm -hmm. it's, it's important. And you know, uh, I could burst into tears talking about these kids running into the ocean and oh, half I of know. them didn't even own bathing suits, you know? And oh can we go in the ocean? Can we go there? I'm like, "Yes." Oh and my gosh. Like do that and go in there, you know? So it it's uh well, yeah. It, yeah. It's it's kind of like there's so many things to be grateful for and you know, I'm grateful for the women that and the men and the kids and the families that have signed up that mm-hmm. allow and uh, pay us you know, they pay a fee. The fee is, like, over $500. But if you think about, you know, a, a private photo shoot, it's usually mm-hmm. between two and $500. And ours comes with one fully retouched mermaid photo that you mm-hmm. get to choose from from the proof sheet. And, you know, we're providing the tail and we're providing the pool and we're right. providing all these things. So um I that seems be, reasonable to me. Very reasonable. <laughs> right. <laughs> thank you. Right. No, um, that, that
0: totally seems reasonable. I anyway, know I'm looking at, I have my screen up with some of your gallery and they're just stunning. I mean, I have questions though. Yes. If, if yes. you don't mind me asking some of these, like if I, well, first of all, as much as I um, love mermaids and would love to be a mermaid, I don't know that I would be able to rock those mermaid tails like some of these <laughs> women, are, women are. You would. Uh, but Do you, do well, first of all, let me just ask that. Do you get, you know, in your gallery, everyone is, like, they look model beautiful. Do you get people who are of all sizes and all, you know, looks and things like that?
1: Yes, and we love our plus-size mermaids. We love our transgender mermaids. Mm -hmm. We love our male mermen. Uh Um, We have plus-size male mermen. Uh, So we have tales that are of all different sizes and mm-hmm. actually we have to load a bunch more images on our gallery <laughs> we just have too much too much to do at one time i know so like our gallery is pretty lame in comparison to the thousands of images we actually have right. um well no, your instagram
0: you- is really you know loaded though too so i guess if i scrolled yeah. through that i'd probably see a lot more no it's an awesome yeah. instagram that's what actually how we found you Oh, um, good. Yeah, that's how we found yeah, you. Yeah.
1: I mean, the power of social media, right? I know, it's like I know. kind of amazing. I know. Um, I
0: said to my my um, virtual assistant, I said, hey, I, we were trying to think of other type, like I talk with people who are doing inspiring things. I'm like, okay, I want to talk with someone who's got something to do with mermaids. <laughs> and then she gosh. just started searching and here you oh, came. Oh,
1: that's so yeah. good to know.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah thank you for telling mermaids me Mermaids are magic. Yeah, yep. so I was wondering how they breathe. I'm looking at these women and children <laughs> and thinking, how do they do this? How do they get so posed and their hair is looking, like, really beautiful? And how do they breathe?
1: So the best part about this mermaid shoot is that you don't even have to know really how to swim well. Okay. You have to know the basics of going underwater and being able to kind of hold your breath and pose. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But there's so much magic done in Kiara's post production. And mm-hmm. she is truly, I mean, Chiara has gone to the finest art schools in Rome. Mm. So her hand, in, her eye for photography, and then her hand in the post-production and the editing is really the magic, mm. um, that you're getting. Um, and so, you know, we have kids that show up that can just, they can swim and what you, every person gets a lesson first, be, unless okay. of course they're, uh, they're, they've, um, I've been a mermaid before I know what I'm doing. And even then, Kiara still coaches them right mm-hmm. unless they're professional mermaids and then she's thrilled because you know it's more time under the water but right. when you show up you get to pick out your tail and you get to pick out the top that fits best and you know we give you that chance to really sort of you can bring props and whatever you had imagined in your mm-hmm. mind for your mermaid shoot or however you hope to look mm-hmm. um and, and again any shape size whatever you need we got it all right uh, yeah, and so then when you, as you get changed and we put the tail on you, we have to put you in the tail because mm-hmm. it's this weird. Um, it's, it sounds very tacky and classless to say, but it's almost like putting on a giant condom or a giant, <laughs> like a thirty-pound pair of Spanx. I'm totally um, in. Yeah, let's do. You know that what thing. I mean? We've got like, we've got sque- and it doesn't matter how thin you are. We are squeezing you into this thing wow. because the smaller you are, the smaller tail, um, body part, you know, the, um, that you're wearing. And then the fluke is the fin part at your feet and that gets strapped behind your ankles and tucked into Uh the skin that we call, um, where your scales are. Um, and so it's a little bit of a process and you kind of have to get used to the feeling of all of a sudden you have, you know, this really tight spanks on, and then Mm -hmm. this like Fifteen pound fluke at your foot, and, and it feels. Very, <laughs> and then you have to swim. It feels very awkward. It's so funny because people are like, "Well, I think I'll just be a mermaid and just roll around on the rocks." And it's like <laughs> I'm always telling people like. Let's just let's just think about how things float in the water, uh-huh. as opposed to trying to roll around in the sand <laughs> holding a thirty-pound tail up. You have to have some serious core muscle <laughs> to be able to do it, and hope that your ankles don't break off. Right. So the, ah. see, now I wouldn't have thought of that. I would not have thought so of that. Cool. I have done it on the dock of San Francisco, and I almost fell in because the tail <laughs> is so heavy, and I've got I've got myself positioned sitting with the you know, the tail right. basically my tail, my feet off the dock of the bay underneath the Golden Gate bridge. Oh. And I'm like hanging on for dear life to the railing because it's so heavy. So actually being underwater, which people think they're more afraid of, or they think it's harder is it's not that it's, mm-hmm. it's easier, but there's a buoyancy there that you're getting. Right. And to me, if I'm going to do something and if I'm going to be a mermaid, I better be swimming in the tail, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's all well and good to push up on the rock. Like, aerial right but if you want to be a real mermaid you're going in the water and you're splashing around
0: so, mm-hmm. so <laughs> um, mer- mermaid problems that's what we have right <laughs> mermaid
1: problems. So, that's so so funny. Shoot, you get this lesson and kiara oh. is, is kiara who is my business partner to reset she's the lead photographer and she's the conservationist extraordinaire for mermaids for change she gives you a lesson and she teaches you how mm-hmm. to blow out the air so that you sink the easier ways to pose, mm-hmm. you know, looking natural, the best way is to get comfortable because if you're uncomfortable in the water, it's only magnified on the camera, right? So you just mm-hmm. want to, you know, she really gets you into a place where you feel comfortable with what you're doing. And she's truly masterful at it. We've had, we had a woman show up who had, this is another amazing story. Mm-hmm. She had saved her son's life. She threw herself between her car and an oncoming car and shoved her son out of the way and was basically crushed and pinned in her car. Oh
0: my gosh. Uh,
1: and broke both her legs and had wow. reconstructive surgery on them. And had done like the kind of physical therapy that is like, a, like, you know, you, you hear when you see an athlete who's like overcome something that's like against all odds. And mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. she wanted to be a mermaid and she wanted to try and swim in the tail. And she was Extremely nervous because she, the use of her legs was as best as it was going to be, but it was minimal. And she mm-hmm. was starting to have a panic attack with Kiara. And she was like, I don't know because this tail is heavy and I'm freaking out and I don't know if I'm breathing right. And, you know, Kiara just worked with her very well mm-hmm. and like said, Here's what we're going to do. We're going to pretend you're a kid that like doesn't even know how to swim and you're going to hold on to the side mm-hmm. of the pool and then you're going to blow out all your air and you're going to drop down for a few seconds at a time. Mm. And and just did that with her until she became comfortable. And she was never fully comfortable under the water, mm-hmm. but she was able to put uh, put herself together enough to literally come up with some of the most beautiful underwater. And this is a sixty-five-year-old woman, like wow. pushing against her body uh, to do what you know what it couldn't do. And just, I mean, it's, it's it's what you don't think you can do, and the magic happens in the way that Kiara kind of is very calm and there's just almost something that happens when you put on the tail. It's kind of like literally as sink or swim. And most people are like, shoot, I've spent $500. I'm in this 30 pound tail. Like there's no going back.
0: Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. But, right. but um, it, it could be it, scary. I can see how it could be for some yeah, people.
1: And it is intimidating. The kids are cute. Mm-hmm. The kids, you know, it's, we, we have, We've done pregnancy shoots by the way. We've done mermaid I saw that proposals so underwater. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yes. Yes. Wow. Um yeah, and we had that was we pulled up a surprise mermaid proposal um in Florida when we went visited Miami <laughs> a year ago. This guy, gentleman and his future mother-in-law contacted me and said this is you know the the Your fiance, the daughter's dream, Mm -hmm. and he wanted to propose to her underwater without her knowing that he was going to get in and do that. Oh, wow. (laughs) So so it was very cute because she knew she was getting the underwater. She knew she was going to get the shoot for her birthday, and that's kind of how they'd set it up. And then he showed up with. All, like 20 of her family members snuck in and then s- just basically submerged himself into the water dressed as Prince Eric
0: and, <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it was great. And they, they filmed <sighs> the whole thing and it was just super cool. But like, you know, there's, there's amazing stuff. There's just amazing things that a mother and a daughter did, a mommy daughter shoot in the oceans in Hawaii. And it is literally one of the most beautiful images Kiara has. Mm. I I think you could see it on our Instagram and on her Instagram. Um, Is it where the
0: girl is riding on her back?
1: Yes. Oh my gosh. I love that one. The mom is bare chested and the daughter's about three years old riding on her back and they are free swimming in the ocean in Hawaii. Wow. Wow. It's stunning. It's absolutely stunning. Yes. Kiara is just like, I mean, It's her and I have to say it's like it's her eye and her love of motion and her understanding Mm -hmm. of how things are in the water. I mean, she's a she's a brilliant photographer. If Mm -hmm. you her nature photography, she has a whole other thing where she she goes out in the middle of the deserts and Mm -hmm. finds snakes and lizards and does the most incredible like national geographic level photography of snakes. I wouldn't even go near and I lived in Australia. So (laughs) (laughs) I've been near snakes and spiders. Um, It's just something about her that really connects to what she's doing Mm -hmm. and understanding how people are connecting with, with themselves and their body. She's very Mm -hmm. good at knowing when someone feels uncomfortable or knowing when somebody is like, literally having the best moment and just capturing that. And she doesn't push anyone longer. If, if, if she's like, yeah, you know what? We've got, you know, 25 solid, amazing shots. Why Mm -hmm. would I shoot you for 50 and wear you out? You know, just trust me on this. And so, you know, it's, it's, it's such a, it's a, it's a fun and also like inspiring and sort of, overwhelming thing to Mm -hmm. try and put that all together and, and in, in something and just call it mermaids for change. Like, what are you guys doing?
0: Well, even, even the photography, I mean, when you look at it, she's, she's got these variables that are very unpredictable, right? She can't predict water. She can't predict what's going to come up and show up in the water. (laughs) And then she's dealing with light and then she's dealing with people in the mermaid suit and all of that, you know, it's a, it's a challenge. I'm amazed and impressed at the things that she, um, produces through that method that's amazing
1: she's amazing i have to tell you like obviously like the easiest way to do it and where we we primarily choose to do things is like in a heated pool so we will rent heated pools we work with dive centers across Mm -hmm. the country and across the world that will rent us heated pools usually indoors Mm -hmm. um Because that's the best light, it's the best conditions, et cetera, et cetera. But sometimes, like we went to Australia and we were in Sydney and we had to shoot in the ocean Mm. and there was jellyfish in the water. Kiara is like trying to fulfill some girl's mermaid (laughs) dream and being stung by jellyfish at the same time. Oh, no. Um, But you know, that's just, she's in their environment. So she's Mm. very aware of that. She's like, I'm so sorry, jellyfish. I am in your home. Uh Please excuse me um does she have a certain
0: you know thing specifically that she's most passionate about protecting in the ocean or a certain animal or species or just certain ocean or is there one that's just her thing
1: she loves them all i think her inspiration came from growing up in the mediterranean Mm -hmm. um and in the oceans of the mediterranean so you know there's Octopod and, and, you know, those, those kinds of animals are more prominent down there. But, you know, one thing she did two years ago around this time, like around, you know, early new year, mm-hmm. she got the chance to go to Norway and swim in the deep oceans with the orcas mm-hmm. and do orca pods. And, oh, wow. you know, Kiara, Kiara loves sharks and Kiara loves orca whale, like the orcas, um, and whales. Mm -hmm. I think she really, uh, it's so funny to me. She loves the misunderstood and the Uh apex predators. Um, because that's kind of a real passion of hers. It's like getting people to understand that, you know, apex predators are a critical part of our ecosystem we can't if sharks die we die basically because it, it screws up the entire ecosystem of the ocean and mm-hmm. the chemicals and the, the balance in the ocean and the microbiome it basically any anytime you take out an apex predator it destroys our it, it destroys our environment on a global level that you people are not even aware of and also just that like sharks are sharks orcas whales whatever They're really not interested in us. Mm -hmm. They're really these important, uh, gentle, like them, you know, an orca eating a seal, like as much as that's fancy on, you know, ocean predators tonight on whatever. It's like, Mm -hmm. that's, that's the circle of life, man. That is, that is just how it works. And
0: so what are apex what, I don't know that term.
1: So an apex predator um, is basically the top of the food chain, okay. right? So any, we are sort of basically humans are like an apex predator, right? Okay. And apex predators are essential to any ecosystem because if you don't have an apex predator, then varmint or the equivalent of that in the ocean, mm-hmm. things get over overrun. Right. So if you have too much right. like of the small fish – then the oceans become imbalanced Mm -hmm. and that creates all sorts of ecological problems in the world. So I think, you know, one of the things that Kiara would like is very passionate about and she works with as an ambassador herself for one ocean diving. um, And the Keiko foundation is saving and preserving and educating about sharks Mm -hmm. um, because sharks are crucial to our ecosystem; um, they are they keep the populations of fish healthy and in proportion, mm-hmm. and we just can't have those go out. We have enough going on. We we as humans do enough mm-hmm. environmental damage to the ocean mm-hmm. um, through littering, through chemical drilling, you know, uh, chemical waste and, um, drilling and mm-hmm. mining and all these kinds of things that end up in the oceans. You know, you mostly just hear about the trash that ends up in the ocean, but mining and turning up the ground and all that kind of stuff that all flows into the ocean eventually. Mm-hmm. So it, copper kills the ocean. It's, mm-hmm. it's awful. And, um, so, so Getting rid of apex predators is just another thing that just destroys right. the ecosystem of the ocean. And we need the ocean to breathe the air. So if we have a toxic ocean, then we have a toxic planet, basically. Right. And so, you know, in educating people about loving sharks and apex predators in the ocean, respecting them, they're not, you know, bless his heart. You know, Steven Spielberg's one of the most incredible directors of our time. But like mm-hmm. Jaws really doesn't do anything for loving sharks, you know, and these mm-hmm. stories that you, the news about the shark attacks. And I lived in Australia, so I'm very aware of shark attacks. That is as freak accident as the freakiest accidents that you can imagine.
0: Right, right. And,
1: you know, for the most part, and Kiara swims with sharks and, and works with groups of people that swim with sharks. Not, they swim past you. They love you. They're interested in you they're, or they're not interested in you mm-hmm. and you're just whatever swimming by them. So that's something that Kiara is like super, super passionate about. She's also really, you know, like touching sea turtles and touching um, any, um, any sea creature that you encounter in its natural environment is not something that you should be touching. Obviously we as mermaids for change, we're not about captivity. We're about seeing things in nature. So, you know, no mm-hmm. offense to anybody who loves Sea World, but it's not a natural environment for right. any of those animals, and it does have a psychological effect on the animal, and it's just cruel. And that's right. our opinion. Um, now so I feel wanna... that way
0: about zoos as well. You know, I like I have <laughs> I have such a I'm so fascinated and curious and delighted by seeing any wild creatures. You know, any of yeah. them, even yes. the, yeah, even the mice that. That found their way into my house. I'm like, I don't know what to do with them. But yes. but the but I go to the, like, when I whenever I have gone to the zoo, I always feel like really sick afterwards, because I think yeah. about how those poor animals are living completely away from where they're meant to live.
1: It's, and it's,
0: yeah, it's just I can't it's a
1: double edged yeah, sword. because you know, I have a friend who's a zookeeper at, San, at the San Diego Zoo. And her thing is about, you know, she works specifically with endangered species. Mm-hmm. And so she's like, well, if we can inspire kids by seeing them, mm-hmm. you know, that's one thing, but really we want wild and free. That's the goal. Right, you know, right. like it's it's we were the last of of the evolutionary chain if you believe mm-hmm. that. Um and I certainly do. We were not here first. Right, <laughs> Most right. of the creatures that we see were here first or evolved from something that was here before us. So
0: Yeah, I mean I've I've even, odd, you know. I've seen this. I saw this um series of pictures that basically took animals and switch like you know how it's planned of the apes where they you know basically flipped the script on humans and apes there was a series of pictures that did something very similar where they took different kinds of animals and flipped it like they showed a cow milking a human and yes you know that kind of thing and I tell you those things really get in my head because I do think You know, I'm I'm not a vegan, but I have this feeling that will happen at some point. That's probably what's going to happen during the. I tried it, but it didn't work. But anyway, my point is,
1: and and, and you know what, just even just even that thought crossing your mind is enough. You know what I mean? I mean, and some people say, oh, it's not enough, but I don't agree that there's I I really don't like to be binary about that kind of Mm -hmm. stuff, because it's again, it goes back to like, you know, people standing outside the grocery store, like, do you care? It's like, yes, of course I care. Can What can I do, though? Like, how do I connect with it? And also, it's very hard in our society today to care about everything because right. we're trying to just live our lives, you know, and yeah. the rich are getting richer and the have lesses are becoming having less, you know, and it's just like, dude, the daily struggle for me as a single mom mm-hmm. to do all the things that I do. I mean, mermaids for change is not my nine to five job. And you and I talked about that, you know, as we were getting to know each other, Mm -hmm. mermaids for Change is my third job, Mm -hmm. (laughs) two other jobs in radio. And so, and I struggle, you know, to feel like I'm keeping up and putting my son in a great school and having the right environment for him and all the things that I want for him, Mm -hmm. you know? So it's like, I don't like to put pressure on people about not doing enough. Literally, if you could just do one thing, if there's one thing you connect with, even Mm -hmm. if it's as stupid as like, well, I'm never going to use a straw again. I'm going to buy one of those metal straws. It's like, Great! If a million people right. only connected with just not buying straws right. ever again and carrying around metal straws with them, and that was the one thing they gave a crap about, or the one right. thing they felt like they could do, right, then that's huge impact, right? right. So, exactly.
0: I mean, that's that's like um, after being in California for a while, yeah. I came back here and went, "Oh yeah, no more bags, no more g- plastic bags yes. from the grocery store," and so. I finally, I like, finally did it. I finally got myself switched over to carrying cloth bags to the to the point where when I go in and I don't have them, I'm like, oh, I need to go back out. I'll be right back, <laughs> you know.
1: That, and that is huge, by the way. And thank you. You're welcome. Well, thanks that for setting the example. Huge. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, like, this is a thing. It's like, if you know, when we, when if I go back to just the little story at the first class that we ever did, mm-hmm. you know, worked with and took out, you know, the kids were like all right, well, we're going to tell our moms and dads not to use straws. or We're going to tell our moms and dads to reuse their Starbucks cups. Mm -hmm. And I was like, yeah, or, you know, if you want to do something like, you know, we gave them, you know, basically we gave them fabric bags and stuff mm-hmm. like that from some of the radio stations. And we're like, give these to your parents. You know, even if you can't remember, if you accidentally use a straw, don't feel guilty, but just try and remind your parents, but also use these bags, these bags, you can, these are yours to keep and mm-hmm. for you to help your parents. Um, and you help them, you bring it to the grocery store for them. Don't, you know, cause parents are busy and sometimes they forget. And I know that like, I always forget and I have to run back inside or, I, you know, uh-huh. so help them do that. And you know, like as a kid you want to know how you can help. You know, you want to feel like right. you're in charge of something, you they're know? They're
0: incredible. Least. They're incredible if they're given the information. That's really yeah. what it is. They they are like incredible sponges of information yes. and and they want to be advocates. They want to be part of um saving their world. Like my sons too. They would, especially my younger one right now, he's sort of there's certain things he just will not be, you know, he will not do because he want he knows that that's not good for the environment and I think that you that you're hitting them at exactly the right time. You're right about that. They're they know enough that they can understand, and the seeds can get firmly planted by the time they're old enough to start doing something big.
1: You imagine perfect. our imagine kids growing up never seeing plastic shopping bags. It's just right. we could make that a reality if we just, you know. And again, it's like I get it. People mm-hmm. are busy. I totally get it. Mm-hmm. I my ex husband. Lives in a totally different country, so mm-hmm. it is literally me and my son and my three jobs, twenty four seven, and right. my two dogs uh-huh. and my fish that I had to keep alive. Oh, it's gosh. a lot, you know, my know. family members, and my aging dad, and it's like everybody needs something, right? And it's hard to remember. But if you could just like, and and I'm one of my habits, and one of the things that my son Zephyr does is like, we don't need any straws, thank you. Like we'll go to a, you know, restaurant. Uh-huh. We don't need any straws, thank you. Even just eating out less is right. less of an environmental right. impact you know like if you can eat leftovers right. and reuse your storage you know like you don't have to you can buy Tupperware you can buy those they have these beautiful things now instead of using um cling wrap or saran wrap right. they have these amazing oh yeah uh, reusable of things yeah yeah they're yeah. fabric coated in like wax yeah. and some beeswax, which is fine. Although if you can get it without beeswax, that's probably a little bit better, like a paraffin one. Mm -hmm. Um, just because bees were, our bees are struggling right now. Um, if, and they literally work just like a clean wrap would on the top of your cleaner or your dish and they keep it fresh and then you can reuse them. It's just like, it's just little tiny things that you think, Oh, well I'm not doing much. I'm just, you know, using these paraffin cloth things. It's like the amount of, Plastic. You send mm-hmm. a message number one to the big companies mm-hmm. that, and that's, and that's a major way to to make change is to tell these big companies what we want instead mm-hmm. of them telling us what we want. Right. Um, so by using your wallet to show what's important to you, you know these companies, these multi billion dollar companies spend money and they do research and they go, wow, so many people, less people are buying cling wrap. Why don't we capitalize on these paraffin fabric things and we can make our own Procter and Gamble Mm -hmm. versions or whatever. We need to get them doing that, you know? And so,
0: well, and I think, you know, I was thinking about it too. I think the reason that a lot of the changes I made in my home, probably in the last couple of years, or a few years, were after I was literally out in California for six weeks. <laughs> I stayed at a, um, rented a house and lived out there with my son for a while. Wow! And, yeah, where actually, were you? Uh, in uh, Occidental, a little town, uh-huh. a couple hours yeah. north of the bay. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I spent time in the Bay Area as well, and just like fell in love with it. Trying to get my way, moving out there, so that's on the plan. But um, <laughs> yes. what happened was just living in that house and seeing how someone did things differently. Made me think yep. differently. Okay, now it's not that I was just like this garbage pile, you know, <laughs> a no. person back here where it's just we're just piling up. But it really made one of the one of the things that helped me realize was, I mean, I was already decluttering, minim, you know, getting becoming more minimal in the amount of things in the house. But it made me realize how much I didn't need when I didn't have yeah. it with me. So I wonder if um, that's one of the ways we can help people is just giving more examples of it because I think we don't know what we don't know, right? right? And even though our kids are learning more of that in elementary school and things like that, what about if there's a great documentary that shows like uh, two examples of, you know, high waste and low waste and what's different? You know, and actually, I should say, Airbnbs are a great way <laughs> to learn things because when I've stayed at recently, she was super, she was amazing at, you know, really living very efficiently and not wasting. Yeah. and just being in her house for a few days I'm like oh yeah yeah I'll change that back at my house why am I not doing that you know so I think part of it for people is just having some great examples so that's something that I can look for too is what can I tag on this um, post about other examples of how to live more minimally and waste less
1: it's funny because I I, it's not sometimes real to tell people like just live with less like these people were the way we're programmed at least in the united states and Mm -hmm. i'll make that clear because i've lived in australia and europe and other places where they don't they aren't about having more america is a hundred percent having more being more you know whatever but you know i don't want somebody to tell me that i can't i love interior design okay Mm -hmm. this is a very weird thing that like somebody who Wants there to be less waste and stuff in the world loves interior design, but there's companies like there's a company that I am totally passionate about called Cherish and it's Mm -hmm. basically people reselling their furniture and art and Mm -hmm. you know, it's like, it's not like Etsy, Etsy's like craft stuff, which I absolutely love, but Mm -hmm. Cherish itself is Re, is, is upcycled, right? It's recycled or it's just resold. Wow, and so, I'll have to check that out. Yeah, it definitely. It's Cherish, like C-H-A-I-R, like a chair-ish. Oh, okay. And, and it's all over the United States. And you can bid on couches and fine art. And, you know, I just bought two chairs that were, you know, by some fancy person in Bel Air that were this coral velvet coral fabric that I've been lusting after for years. <laughs> I would have never purchased because the, the person that made these two custom chairs spent about $4,000. What well, I got them for $300. Oh, nice. And I also d- did something that has less of an environmental impact. I went, right. you know, I had my friend pick them up for me who was on their way up back from, you know, visiting uh, LA and brought them to me so oh even just, better it, oh my gosh, yeah that's it was awesome. like and i i paid them but right. like you know it's those things where it's like if you can and, and and the one thing on like things like cherish is like you can shop locally and uh-huh. so you're shopping recycled and vintage and right. locally so you're not you're not causing shipping costs and environmental waste and packaging and those kinds of things it's literally silly little things like that right. that you can do and you know it, that's how I just – being in Mermaids for Change mm-hmm. and being part of this with Kiara and learning all these other things, even though I felt like I knew a lot, learning from her and thinking in a different way didn't mean I couldn't do things or I couldn't have things or, I, right. you know, like I should live this meager, simple life. Although, my God, if you want to live a simple life, more power to you. You don't right. need that crap you know what i mean but if if you have interest i buy i buy vintage clothing i think that's why things like ebay are great or you know there's i think it's the balance i
0: think it's the balance and i mean if you're doing the the less the more you're reusing and upcycling the better and and i think but i still think we have to live in in our environment that we're creating the more joy we have and the more we live in joy and comfort and what makes us Light up. We that's a ben, that's also giving
1: back. You know what I mean? Yeah, because you can't just deny yeah, people things. Right. You know, you can't just tell them you this is bad, and if you do this, and right. if you do that, you're just gonna kill the environment. And it's like people don't like I said, they don't know where to go. They don't know what yeah. to do.
0: We just have to think about the consequences. You know what I mean? Downstream is really what it is, and literally Absolutely. downstream all the way to the ocean.
1: <laughs> and yeah. literally downstream. Yeah. You know, it's like yeah. it's just uh, so it's, it's interesting. Like all of this comes from. Knowing that people connect with mermaids, which Mm -hmm. is kind of funny because, you know, if you think about it, like, yeah, maybe the mermaid is the talisman for the environment. Mm -hmm. You know, she's the talisman for so many things, for so many people, Mm -hmm. you know, about mermaids, you know, the the history of the mermaids is, you know, about female empowerment or Mm -hmm. it's about music and sound or it's about, you know, a calling uh, inside of you you know all these different things but maybe she's just a talisman for change which mm-hmm. is kind of what we're trying to evoke with what we're doing and you know there's so much you can talk about that it it feels almost like an ocean of information but right. really it's like if you could just do one little thing if you pick up one little seashell right. and you and you make it yours, and I'm not saying literally pick up seashells, leave the seashells there, but if you connect <laughs> one little I was like, wait, where are we thing, going? <laughs> yeah, no, just if you're can, you know, if you go to the ocean and you could look at it, you can look at the sand and then find one seashell that you're like, wow, this one just blows me away. That's that's as simple as going like, okay, there's so much I can do for the oceans or the Mm -hmm. environment, but this one particular thing connects with, connects with me. So that's what I'll do. Mm -hmm. Then it just lightens the load for everybody else. Mm -hmm. You know, because people who are passionate about a certain part of the ocean are, are not the same as people who are passionate about something else. And we need all those people in the individual passions doing what, you know, collectively helps us. So, so you're saying
0: the the best way for people right now to contribute, to help protect the ocean are to look for as many ways as possible that they can take on not to create waste. Is that right? Create
1: waste. And also, you know, for us, for Mermaids for Change, is like education about the ocean. Okay. Just, you know, we want to change the way that you think about how you approach the animals in the ocean and mm-hmm. the ocean itself. And – you know, k- exposing your thinking of yourself as a part of the ocean's mm-hmm. ecosystem as opposed to thinking it's something that you observe from the outside, right? right. And we all would die
0: without it. We all would, would die.
1: <laughs> literally all die without the ocean. Right, and that goes right. for people who have never seen an ocean in their life right. and who live surrounded by cornfields and soy fields and whatever, right. or whatever else right. you are. Yeah. You are a part of the ocean, right? It's just that simple. It and is. protection of the animals that live there is critical because if the ocean is toxic in the end, then the air is toxic and our planet is toxic. And guess what? It doesn't matter who's mm-hmm. in the office of the presidency or who's in charge of China or Russia. If the planet is toxic, we die. Right. That's it. Like there's just no more planet and, and it is at a critical stage and it is at a, at a moment in time where we can do something Mm -hmm. about it. And so if, if you connect to us because you love mermaids and you get something out of that and it inspires you to do something small, Mm -hmm. then that's what we want you to do.
0: All right. So we have our, we have our tasks or our assignments, which is awesome. So <laughs> yes, now let's, so tell pe- many. <laughs> yeah. let's tell people where they can find you and Chiara so that they can continue to support this, in, this amazing movement you're doing.
1: Thank you. If you go to mermaids with an S, so mermaids or at mermaids change on Instagram or Facebook, you can find us there. Our website has information on how you can, on where we're going to be when we're doing our mermaid photo shoots, and how you can sign up and what that entails. Where's the and next? Also, where's the next shoot? We'll be in Los Angeles on January twenty seventh. Okay, and we have a few spaces left for that. Which okay, be awesome to get people to come because the school that is going to benefit from the Los Angeles shoot is a school in Covina, and Covina is nowhere near the ocean in Southern okay. California. So we really want to take a group of fourth graders out to the ocean, okay. um, and then after that, we will be in Australia in March. We have to confirm our dates and then we will be in Miami and all our tour dates are listed on our website. And if, if our city is not on the tour and you want us to come, uh, we need a minimum of 10 signups. So if you, if you are an activist in your community and you think you could get 10 or 15 of your best friends to sign up and do a mermaid shoot, then we will come to you. Um, and we'll make that pledge and then we'll connect with the school in your area. If you're a parent who has a a child in a school, we'll connect with the school while we're there taking mermaid photos.
0: (laughs) Do you now, like I was, I know somebody who's in, on the East coast, um, like the Carolinas, would you Mm -hmm. be able to do it in the ocean there? Like
1: it just depends on conditions, but generally speaking, yes.
0: Okay. I'm going to get, I think she could find 10. So yeah as long as we're out. not in
1: hurricane season we're good <laughs> right
0: <laughs> which seems like always now it seems like it's always I know. hurricane season. Well, this
1: is the environmental impact we're seeing yeah, the world exactly. is changing i know and whether you know believe in that or not the world has been changing so right. um it, things weather is going to be interesting um uh, but mm-hmm. yeah the carolinas are great and there's actually huge mermaid communities in the carolinas which is funny um yeah so if you go to mermaids for change mm-hmm. uh there's you can email me at info at mermaids for change. So info okay. at mermaids for change, you'll get right to me. Um, and, you know, we would, we would love to, if you want us to come to your school, mm-hmm. let us know, please email us. We would love to come to your school. We would love to work out, you know, if you're not in an area that has an ocean or a, a, a body of water, we will still come and do a presentation mm-hmm. and we'd, lo- we'd just love to get out there and meet people. And Kiara and I are working on a children's book. So you can see some of the illustrations um, on our Instagram as well.
0: Nice. That's a. Am- you know, we yep. just had um, these two women who have this book series coming out. They're doing children's books. It's interesting. Oh. Actually, as I've been talking with you, I'm like, I have to have her talk to this person. I have to have her talk to oh, that Oh, please. One, yes.
1: one, one guest <laughs> after
0: another that um, they're all Yay. kind of connecting, which is amazing.
1: Well, you know, the world is so much more connected mm-hmm. than – then sometimes we stop and realize. And so I, I never imagined 10 years ago that I would be, you know – oceans deep and mermaids and ocean <laughs> conservation and, and meeting people who are cancer survivors who connect right. with mermaids. And blah. It's just been amazing. And, and we hope to continue to do it. And our goal this at the beginning of this year is we're trying desperately to raise enough money so that we can get a, uh, a, we have worked with this amazing copyright lawyer, but we would like to be a 501c3. And it entails kind of a couple of things and we need a lawyer and we need to do that properly so we're trying to raise enough funds so that we can be a 501c3 so that when you pay for your mermaid shoot it's a tax deduction as well
0: okay awesome we're working on that's exciting that's very exciting i'm i'm it's been really really fun talking with you because you you know mermaids i have to keep saying it that way (laughs) you know mermaids
1: (laughs) you have to do it this i mean this has got to be on your plans for 2018 i
0: will i will put it on my plan maybe i'll uh where, where in australia will you be
1: well, we'll be in Melbourne. Okay. Um My ex-husband lives there and is helping spearhead some of the stuff that we're doing in Melbourne. Okay. Because I just basically said, you are li- you live in Australia, man. It's like <laughs> surrounded by water. <laughs> no, um, literally, I've had, I want to say,
0: three or four guests on the show of 70 episodes from Melbourne.
1: Oh, no way.
0: Yes, way. So oh, my gosh. So I'm going to have to get... the
1: best cities in the world. Yeah,
0: I'm going to have to get your information to them because... Maybe there's some mermaids in that crowd
1: or mermaids. Oh, I love that. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, but put it on your vision board for your. I always called mine my Oprah Winfrey vision board. Um, So I feel like she was really the one that was like, we're doing this, people. it's uh, I put that on your vision board. Okay. You, I'll get a mermaid. I'll make up an there. amazing mermaid.
0: <laughs> okay. I'll work on growing my hair a little bit longer. Cause it's like gotta be halfway <laughs> down your back. Right. For well, you
1: know, we've had buzz cut mermaids. We've had short haired <laughs> mermaids, whatever you want. There's okay. wigs. There's all sorts of things we can do. Oh, okay.
0: I'll, <laughs> I'll go for the real magic.
1: Yeah. Right.
0: Well, Christy, it has been so much fun. And I, I hope that next time I, I head out to san francisco which will be this year i'll be out there again um i'll try to see if we can get get a real coffee in
1: person i love that jane thank you so so much for what you're doing you're you're just your mission and your commitment to this is really like I, i have to tell you after being in radio for 20 years your commitment to your podcast and what you're doing and trying to connect people and give people a platform is is just it comes from such an, an amazingly genuine place and thank mm. you for that well
0: thank you it's been uh it's definitely my passion so kind of, I love it. It. keep doing it <laughs> all right i will i promise <laughs> all right well um we'll look forward to meeting you in 2018 what? one day or another <laughs> yes <laughs> okay all right bye thanks jane yep bye well that was incredibly interesting so first of all i didn't even think of how big the problem is you know you kind of know it but you don't think about it enough and then how there are these small changes that everybody can do just thinking about them so now like every time i'm out somewhere and there's an opportunity where i want to get something to drink and i don't have a cup and i have to get a cup or get a straw i'm like no straws absolutely zero and what can i do not to get this cup so I'm working on it. I am working on it, Christian and Cara, all the time, and I'm getting better at it all the time, so thank you for reminding me of that. The other thing is, how many of you are ready to sign up and get your photo shoot done as a merman or a mermaid? I know my friend Sarah is already trying to get a group of 10 of us out there to do it, so it's going to happen. And for those of you who do sign up, you have to send your pictures to us, and we'll share them with everyone. All right, thanks for listening. Take care. So, are you following your passion, inspiring people, and willing to share your story? Then find me, because that's what I do. And remember, keep up with all the news by visiting glisteningparticles.com and signing up for the newsletter where you'll get the inside scoop on where I'll be wandering next, some guest updates, and the latest Random Acquaintance story. For up-to-the-moment shenanigans, follow the show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And if you see me post from down the road at your local diner, be sure to drop everything and come say hi, because I love to meet the listeners. Until next time, keep shining.